Hi, everyone, and welcome to AB Conversations, where we will help you CFP your way out of it, a podcast where you get into the minds of a couple certified financial planners on how we think and feel about everyday financial planning questions and what should really matter most to you. A healthier financial life starts now. Buenos dias, Adam. Sure. <laughs> you got I no, I do know what that means, but I am just playing <laughs> playing it up. And good talk. Good day to you. Yeah, good day to you too. Yeah. It's uh Robin Hood Men in Tights. Ting tong tay. I don't nope. It's on my list. I I know we've talked about it before. I love Mel Brooks. I need to watch it. Yeah, I have not. All right. Well, what I'm saying to you is good day, <laughs> sir. I'm looking forward to our conversation. <laughs> so let's jump right into it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Should we explain what this title's going to mean? Because uh, I believe the, yeah, the, <laughs> the acronyms Dinks versus Oinks. And people are going to be like, what the heck are these two guys talking about? What could yeah. they possibly be, be meaning by this? So I'll start. Dink as the acronym is a well-known phrase, or at least can be, it stands for dual income, no kids, right? So for couples that are both out and working and don't have children, they are considered dinks uh, in the financial world. And you then coined, we think, the <laughs> phrase or the, the acronym OINK, one income, numerous kids. Yeah, I am a I'm a proud oink. I was myself. Now, now my wife has a job, so now we're dinks, but not with the no kid part. With the yeah, numerous, dual income, the numerous. numerous kids. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's get into why we think this is actually a worthwhile experience for people to listen to, um, even yeah, though it is now, a little more targeted. Yeah. yeah they, now they, that we're two minutes. Now that we're two minutes into it. <laughs> Key, the key that we wanted to talk about today was the need for planning in this type of age bracket um, that we some, I don't want to say we ignore, um, but so much of our podcast, so much of our content, yeah. so much of our business is built around, you know, major life transitions when mm -hmm. there is, I think, a, a growing attention from the younger generation, from accumulators on what planning can be. And the conversation that you and I had, uh, last part of my intro here is, man, there's so much more sensitivity that goes into these oinks and needing to plan. And maybe they're yeah. not seeking us out as much because they don't feel a sense of abundance of income. They don't feel, you know, an ability to really think about big time goals when they've made a life decision here, maybe to have one income so that, you know, that there's someone in the home with the kids, uh, yeah. especially post COVID world here. <clears throat> yeah. And I mean, I'll, I'll build on that. This industry, right, the financial advice industry is, is still catered to yeah. the retiree landscape, those with yeah. assets to manage, right, the investing side of things where, yeah, these, these younger millennials, gen whatever, right, we call them asset accumulators, but essentially pre-retirees, but that, that pre-retiree pre runway can be quite long. Right. Um, but but essentially, there there are now more and more ways um, that they can pay a professional for ongoing planning advice. Where in the past, it kind of really wasn't an option. So we've certainly gone down that road. It's not a, a huge segment of our business yet, 
well, we do have the ability to essentially charge for ongoing financial planning services on a monthly, quarterly basis, rather than that kind of that one-time project-based fee. Yeah, and that's why we want to kind of focus then on these asset accumulators by saying, hey, if you think you need advice, if what we're going to talk about today resonates with you, then let's start the conversation on how that can happen in a way that doesn't present added stress to you to be able to you know, pay for a professional. Because um, if we can move right into then, what yeah. does this relationship look like? It's to recognize that when you have one income on a family that's being supported, um, there's really a smaller margin for error in a lot of the financial planning topics that we would go through. And it's why subscription-based planning needs to be a thing, that we can be the accountability partner for you. We can be the people that um, if these things, you feel like you don't have the time to handle these things, that you've, yeah. you've passed that responsibility onto a knowledgeable resource that can not only give you the advice, but help you implement things. Yeah. So, I mean, we've, we've said multiple times before that, you know, our, if someone is doing the hard work of, right, living within their means, being good savers, right, having a good income, even if it's just one to support the family, that usually is kind of like the primary focus for that family or that individual. We can at least then help step in and try to efficiently allocate some of those resources, right? If, if they're doing all of those things right, sometimes it's just a matter of shifting money from one pocket to another to just take advantage of a, of a little benefit to make those dollars stretch a little bit further. So then let's get into some nuts and bolts here. Um, let's yeah. talk about what, what that relationship would look like um, and how it's very different for a dink versus an oink. <laughs> and um, maybe let's just start with the basics, right? I know it's not rocket science here, but really when we're talking about income, it comes down to cash flow management and having some sort of cash cushion, a cash reserve as we call it. Yeah. So for a dink, right? No kids, two incomes. We would say cash reserve is probably three to six months of their, of, of their, of their expenses. Yeah. Right. So your, your monthly expenses kind of being that, that target multiply it by three, multiply it by six, somewhere in between there is probably an okay spot. When you talk about an oink or you have one income now, not just supporting two people, but potentially three or more, if you have multiple kids, that, that cushion, we would want to be a little bit bigger, right? It, it, all, it all comes down to being a little bit more conservative, building in bigger buffers. Um, so we would say anywhere from six to 12 months of that expense need um, in, a, in a safe cash position. Yeah, and again, it comes back to me um, thinking about smaller margin of error and risk management. Yeah. Think about COVID world. What if you can't go to work for a little while um, and it's one income? You know, you need to be able to rely on that cash reserve. Um, I think about people that maybe have flexible income. Maybe it's a commission-based job, oh, something right. like that, yeah. right? You want to build in bigger buffers if that's the case because cash flow may not be as regular as somebody that's getting the same paycheck every two weeks. Um, you work for a small business, you don't have disability insurance, maybe you've yeah. got rental properties, there's another added reason to kind of have a bigger cash cushion. But I think the takeaway is knowing your monthly expenses is important. Mm -hmm. That's the basis for a lot of our advice on how much to have set aside. Yeah. But definitely, if you're an oink and not a dink, we're going to suggest, <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying laugh. 
I'm going to laugh every single time. <laughs> we're, we're going to want to err on the side of caution um, in a situation like that. Yeah. So the, the other side of that, and you kind of touched on it a little bit with, uh, you know, that, that income variability, um, taking advantage of any employer provided benefits, yeah. right? If, unless you are self-employed and then you kind of control what those benefits could be or can't be, but yeah, where, and we just did a podcast on this recently too, the, the open enrollment period and just making sure that whatever benefits are provided, you're taking advantage of the ones that fit your situation. So whether it's the disability insurance, group life insurance, right? The voluntary coverage that you can get usually much cheaper than, than individual coverage. Um, an HSA, a health savings account. If you know you're going to have healthcare expenses, it's not a, even if you're using it as money in, money out, um, you're at least getting a little bit of a, of a tax break, right? You're putting in money tax deferred. You're not paying taxes on it. So again, yeah. like, nickels start to add up to dimes, add up to quarters and, and so on. Well, and I'll stay in my theme of risk management. If you're dual income, you know, maybe you can choose a higher deductible plan um, and sure. pay less of a premium because you've got some flexibility to cover those deductibles in a one-off situation where you needed to. If it's one income, maybe you can't take that added risk on, right? Maybe the, the cash cushion that you have isn't as big. So yeah you choose to take a lower deductible plan, know you're going to pay a little bit more for it, but if something happens, it now doesn't domino into the rest of your financial plan for your family. That's a great point. Um, how about savings rates? Again, I think it's pretty fair to say if you have dual income, no kids, maybe there's what you should be ex expected to put aside for your future, uh, maybe more than somebody that really might be stretched a little more thin on one income. Yes. Um, and I'm not exactly sure where you're going with that, but I'll take it from what just kind of popped into my head. And that is with like com competing savings goals, right? Yeah. It, it may not necessarily just be, Hey, I want to save for retirement or I want to save for this trip, save for this purchase, whatever that may be. Usually if you have kids, then college savings often factors into that. And that's where we've kind of seen the biggest push and pull when it comes to what am I saving for myself and my future? And what am I saving for my kids in their future? Knowing that college expenses are, are not inexpensive, but yeah. by the same token, neither, neither is retirement. And now I'll shut up because you look like you want to say something. No, I think I, I, I really wasn't leading you down any specific path. <laughs> it's just, I, I think, I think when it comes to savings, it's, it's even more sensitive for an oink to really think about the cash flow and try to squeeze what they can out of that. And maybe that is going back to your point on employer benefits. Always get the free money out of a retirement oh, plan. Yeah, Even if it's yeah. harder to save, it's proven that time is the biggest factor here to being able to grow your wealth. So getting something set aside out of your income, don't miss that opportunity with time. Yeah. So, and that, that reminds me of another thing that we talked about. And we had a client recently kind of going through this that is an oink, but did have uh, the goal to be debt free sooner than later. And we're accelerating their mortgage payments. Um, and part of the conversation was, was that the best allocation of their resources? So again, this is situational, but to your point on time and the time value of, of money and compounding investment returns, whether that's 
um, you know, saving for the kids' college education, or it is putting money in a retirement account. Sometimes it makes sense to shift money from kind of one goal to another, depending on those different factors, right? T time being one of them. It's great to want to pay off your mortgage early. It's great to want to save in that overall interest. But at the same token, the trade-off being you're not necessarily putting money into an investment that can continue to grow and compound over a long, long period of time. Yeah, I, I would hope one of the very valuable things we can bring to a relationship like this, whether it's the dinks or the yoinks, but probably, again, more importantly for the yoinks, is helping people with their goal prioritization, right? When, when you talk about trying to be efficient with their dollars and a smaller margin of error, it's really important for us to be able to coach people through, okay, we understand that this is a goal, but what if we think about this in this way? How does that feel? You know, and then give some education around how these things don't need to compete. Um, but how you can find greater efficiency and maybe work through different timelines. Let's prioritize this goal for a little while because yeah. this is what you get out of it to then let's shift our focus to this goal, right? These are experiences that we've not only probably had in our own financial lives, but again, <laughs> yeah. let us bring our experience with all our other clients to helping you prioritize things. Yes, I very well said. Um, I mean, the other checkboxes here, it's, things maybe again you don't think about in a younger age it's insurance and estate planning yeah I, I think the the one for me is clearly the estate planning side of things just getting yeah. a, your your basic estate plan kind of documented um and we've we've talked about this maybe too much um for for in other podcasts right it's it's making sure you have a will making sure you have a power of attorney making sure you have a living will or the healthcare directive um and in this, in the spirit of this conversation, right? Even more imperative for the oinks, where if that main income earner, earner does pass away or is incapacitated, that can have many negative domino effects if you don't have your wishes or just things documented so that someone can at least take over and, and take the ball and run with it financially. Yeah, make sure there's protections there on the insurance side, you know, even more so the, the disability um, coverage, you know, someone can't yeah. go to work, you know, if it's group benefits with life, it's getting your own life insurance. I'll yeah. take it one step further. Um, and I don't know if I brought this up before, but, you know, there are times in my life when I'm going to jump on a plane or, you know, I'm going to go <laughs> on a hike with my brother and I get this yeah. panic of, it, it may be a fair assumption that other oinks like me operate in the same way where man, I pay a lot of the bills. Um, something oh, yeah. as simple as my wife being able to pick up everything that's done, account access, uh, know who gets yeah. paid what over what period of time. Like these are things that should come out of a documented process, um, some sort of I love you letter, whatever it is, yeah. to make sure that if something happens, again, the right people are in the know with what needs to change or how to progress. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad you said that because that's not something I think that we have shared on on other podcasts. Maybe around that that topic of, yeah, it's that seems like such a basic thing to like make sure that who the the surviving spouse can continue to pay bills without having to track down and call a whole bunch of different utility companies, car loans, mortgage, whatever that may be. Yeah, so even so far as just documenting your estate is great but yeah even even going that extra step of just documenting the actual process 
for anybody who would have to pick up that ball and run with it is uh, that's so huge. So yes, good call. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll put that as kind of universal advice, not just yeah. dinks and oinks, yes. but yes. again, the, I would hope the value of some sort of comprehensive process, some subscription-based process where we're promising you set agendas. And if that agenda is really just to say, are we sure that we checked this box? Great. We can yeah. move on with, I hope some added, can I say peace of mind there? Some added, <laughs> sure. some added security, some added comfort um, to know that you have taken care of the basic things that need to be taken care of. Yes. Yes. Agreed. Anything you want to add on dinks and oinks or any other, uh, can, are there any other acronyms here that we I would, can really use for I would, my wheels were turning and I, I got nothing. Yeah. Let's, let's not make it worse than it already is. If you're accumulating assets for the future, if you think a planner like us could be helpful in checking all those boxes, especially if there's some sensitivities, um, yeah, reach out. Let's figure out if we're a good fit and we don't want the expense of advice to be a hurdle to getting done what you need to get done and having a partner in the process. Yep. Agreed. Okay. All right. This oink is out. <laughs> Bye. Oink. Hey, everyone. Adam and I really appreciate you tuning in. Please note that the opinions we voiced in the show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be most appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, your accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to making any decisions or investing. Thanks for listening.